Welcome to This Sacred Life in the Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm transformation goddess, best-selling author, and award-winning producer Shan Vanderleek. Listen in for wisdom teachings and transparent conversations with soulful women about walking in beauty, reclaiming your feminine sovereignty, and celebrating the mystery and wonder of your sacred life. Welcome back to This Sacred Life. I'm Shan Vanderleek. I'm glad that you're here listening in. Thanks for joining me. Today, I'm going to share my ideas about how to choreograph your sacred life. And this choreography is described really well by Rumi. Let yourself be drawn by the stronger pull of that which you truly love. Are you living a life based on the pull of what you love? I hope so. I love choreographing my life in a beauty way, exploring how I want my sacred life to look and feel has been top of my mind since leaving my corporate job over 12 years ago. And over this significant transformational process, I've learned to shed my masks, face my shadow, reclaim my feminine sovereignty, and, and so much more. I've totally transformed my, my life by design, as I know so many of you have or are in the process of. And certainly this is life's work. This isn't like, okay, well, I've done that now. <laughs> now it's done. Here I am. It's a process for sure. There's so much gratitude and so much to be grateful for when you can look at how far you've come. And I know that being a stressed out television advertising sales director is, uh, is somebody that I barely remember. She is a different woman than the transformation goddess before you today, that's for sure. Here's what I've uncovered so far. I walk in beauty and live and create an intentional sacred life when I show loving kindness and compassion to myself and others, when I allow for as much creative expression as possible, when I honor and connect and live a spiritual life, when I connect, collaborate, contribute in community, and when I consciously choose to explore and experience infinite gratitude. Once you uncover how you want to show up in the world, I think the next step really is to gain clarity about what each of these areas represent to you. You have the choice to define your role and engage in activities that will support you to flourish, that will support that pull of love. A little bit more about what I've learned is that my heart's purpose is to witness, listen, and engage with women who want to walk in beauty with full awareness of their power, divinity, and joyful essence. I revel in my true calling because I'm clear about how I want to show up in the world. 
I hope this podcast will spark you to compare and contrast and explore how you wish to design the rest of your days. Let's begin with loving kindness and compassionate care. Maya Angelou says, when we give cheerfully and accept gratefully, everyone is blessed. I like to practice loving kindness with my family, friends, and community. My practice includes nonviolent communication, generosity, mindfulness, and staying in the present moment as much as possible. I'm here to tell you, I'm not a very patient woman, so learning to be gentle with myself and others, lowering my expectations or replacing them with invitations is a big part of my practice. I tend to want what I want and want it now. (laughs) So thankfully, I'm learning to laugh at this part of my personality and accept all of that. The one in me that's willful and impatient and the one who is kind and generous. If you want to experience loving kindness and compassionate self-care, pace yourself, breathe deeply, take time to respond to others. Learn to recognize patterns and triggers and do the best you can to quiet that inner critic or shaming voice, the one in us who, the ego voice, the one that likes to tell us that we're wrong or that we're screwing up or often is just trying to keep us safe. But I believe if you move through your life with the intention of leaving every person you come in contact with feeling loved and energized after sharing time with you, you will see a big change. What could be better than sharing your generous heart with the people that you love and knowing that you've left them better off than they were perhaps before you came in contact with one another? It's also important to remember that compassionate self-care is a generous way to honor your mind, body, and soul, being really sweet to yourself. Creative expression is another part of choreographing your sacred life, for sure. Julia Cameron says that serious art is born from serious play, and I can't agree more. I love landscape photography and music and writing and painting and cooking and making my home inviting and beautiful and comfortable. My environment and personal style, creative endeavors, all of this contributes to living a sacred life. I find so much joy and peace living in the small village where I live, surrounded by water and woods and wildlife and church bells at at noon and 6 p.m. each day. You can infuse your life with a whole lot more creativity by exploring what you want to create and how you want to express yourself. I invite you to discover what brings you the most joy and learn to flaunt the sweet spots of your creativity. Make your home or apartment an oasis of your creative expression. That's a great place to start. Spirituality is another piece. And the Dalai Lama says that my religion is very simple. My religion is kindness. 
And it is so simple, isn't it? My spiritual practice is a work in process. And it's something that I plan to work on for the rest of the days of my life. I begin and end each day giving thanks. I often light a candle, pray for the world, our country, my community, family, and friends. Spend as much time as I can in nature, making time for conversations with my angels and guides through prayer and journaling. I can never have, it seems like I can never have enough candles. (laughs) I run out of candles pretty fast. I love lighting a candle, setting an intention, and asking questions of my higher knowing, my higher self. It's really quite amazing what messages flow on the pages of my journal when I set a sacred container and then simply listen. Do you have a spiritual practice? And if so, how are you inviting more tranquility in your life by exploring practices which bring you comfort and joy and sweetness? You may wish to begin like I do by giving thanks by journaling, reading inspirational books, listening to music that lifts you up, and of course, sharing time in community and women's circles or with good friends and having a lot of laughs. I throw my head back and laugh a lot. And I'm really grateful for that, for that sense of humor and joy. And there's just uh, so much to laugh about if we don't take ourselves too seriously, isn't there? (laughs) Another piece that just keeps coming up through this conversation today is gratitude. And my very favorite quote from Melody Beattie about gratitude is that gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity, can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Beautiful. So I almost feel like I don't even need to say anything more about it. (laughs) The more thankful I am about my present reality, the more prosperity, abundance, and flow just happens in my life, the more grace in motion I get to experience. When I'm needy, controlling, constricted, or feeling depleted, it seems as if everything comes to a halt. On the days that you experience self-doubt and fear and uncertainty, you can still give thanks. Choose to be grateful for your health that you have clean water to drink, a warm bed to sleep in at night. Learn to give thanks for your current situation just as it is. And again, this does take practice. I mean, there are days that just suck, you know, (laughs) and you're just wondering, ah, how am I going to get out of this? Or is it ever going to get better? But it is because there's still so much that you have to be thankful for without question. The next area of choreographing your sacred life is connection and friendship. And C.S. Lewis says that friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. 
Isn't that great? Participating in wise women's circles has provided me with a gift of connection, both in person and online. For most of my life before this work, I chose to go it alone. I was the strong one that rarely ever asked for help from my friends. I was the the one who just wanted to be in solitude dealing with my own stuff. And I realized over the years that that was a part of protecting myself, not, not wanting anybody to see that I might not be perfect. But now with the softening and and with the understanding and acceptance of who I am in this moment, just as I am, it's amazing how much that changes. You can be with other people. You can be in community and just be yourself by being honest, by being witnessed when you're sad or angry or feeling small. If you can relate to going it alone, do yourself a favor and set aside the illusion of your separateness. Invite yourself. Do whatever you possibly can to learn how to receive. Nurture your friendships. Be generous. Allow for more heart-centered openness, vulnerability, and transparency. Because here's the deal. We're all in this together. So here are just a few of the ideas that I have and the practices that are a part of defining my sacred life. I invite you to explore what makes you feel vivacious and joyful and divinely present. Before we wrap today, I have just a few questions for you to think about before we come together again. And that is, what is your heart's purpose? What is the pull of love for you? And What are some of the things that you'd like to do to choreograph your sacred life? And finally, what can you do right now to be more mindful and present in this moment? Thanks so much for listening to This Sacred Life. I look forward to sharing a conversation with you later this month with Lauren Elizabeth Walsh. We're going to have a fantastic conversation about the feminine rising, toxic masculine and feminine. And of course, she's always up to so many good things as the CEO of the Global Sisterhood. Thanks again for listening in. Thanks for listening to This Sacred Life. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend or subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen in. And be sure to visit transformationgoddess.com to get a free album of guided relaxations for women who do too much.